0: I don't know if you've been following it, but it is certainly, of course, uh, making the ransom. It has been for a while, but certainly now, the whole conversation about incel rebellion, like, what is it? Because now we're hearing about this possible motive in Monday's Reign of Terror. Because we're asking, did it play a role? It's one of the working theories being floated around. And just before the accused went on this alleged killing spree, and police confirmed it today, a Facebook post appeared on his page touting the, quote, incel rebellion. So what is it? Apparently it's someone who is involuntarily celibate, and that's a polite way of saying they can't get sex. They can't get a date. Women don't pay attention to them. And they are a very hateful group. And it was made famous by someone named Elliot Roger, who in a manifesto he put out just before he would go on a killing spree in California back in 2014, where he would shoot Six. Kill them and injure 14. And in that manifesto, it refers uh, his desire to punish women who had long rejected him. Take a listen. You girls have never been attracted to me.
1: I don't know why you girls aren't attracted to me, but I will punish you all for it. It's an injustice, a crime, because I don't know what you don't see in me. I'm the perfect guy. And yet you throw yourselves at all these obnoxious men instead of me
0: the supreme gentleman
1: i will punish all of you for it
0: (laughs) like the biggest of losers and i don't even like to play it but to give you the proper context of what we're dealing with you should hear who that is and the accused in Toronto's case, he posted a message to Facebook saying, quote, in part, the incel rebellion has already begun. We will overthrow all the Chads and Stacys. All hail the supreme gentleman, Elliot Roger. So now it's asked, was he a recruit? I want to bring in Archie Mann, who is a journalist at uh, Daily Extra. He covers issues of the LGBQT uh, um, area, and he's also been investigating this particular hate group for some time and he's been putting it out there so we thought we'd bring him on to get his insight he joins me now arshi you seem to be uh you seem to have been waving the red flag on this very issue for a while now and yet it is coming out of nowhere this incel rebellion and now it has struck seemingly uh toronto what's your takeaway
1: this is this is a kind of movement that's been percolating online for a long time. Uh, there are a variety of different manifestations of uh, what people call the uh, manosphere, quote unquote. Uh, whether it's pickup artists, uh, men's rights activists, mm-hmm. and now we also have uh, these incels. And they're probably the most virulently misogynistic of the bunch. They find each other on um, different parts of the internet, 4chan, uh, various subreddits. Uh, they have their own forums, also Twitter and Facebook groups. Uh, and, and they engage in this kind of uh, violent um, uh, imagin- imaginationing. Mm-hmm. Um, They they talk about uh, hurting women and about uh, uh, killing women and men uh, who they blame for their lack of sexual success. Uh, It really is a terrifying corner of the Internet.
0: Right, which begs the question, how is it then that this wouldn't be looked at as terror? I mean, I look at this incident and say it is nothing short of, of terror. And then I hear a police officer confirm that uh, it looks like women were the target yesterday. Then we get the background that Alec Manassas was part of this whole um, incel uh, rebellion. And I say, how is this not a hate group? How is this not a hate crime? How is it not terror?
1: I would say that it is terrorism. Of course, there's a legal standard of right. terrorism that the Crown has to to reach in order to uh, charge. So even Alexander Bessonet, yep. the um, uh, Quebec City mosque shooter, was not charged with terrorism. However, I think if we're going to be thinking about this clearly, if we're going to be examining what happened here and if if, uh, uh, the suspect really was involved in the incel kind of subculture, then it definitely is terrorism. Incels have, uh, an ideology. Uh, it is extremely and virulently misogynist, uh, often overlaps with, uh, different forms of racism and antisemitism as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and the intended effect of an act like this, if it was for those reasons is to terrorize, it is to strike fear in the hearts of people. It's not undifferent from what say Mark LePin did in, uh, 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 Montreal at the Ecole Polytechnique in 1989 or what a few years ago Elliot Roger did in mm-hmm. uh, Ila Vista. In my mind, those are all acts of terrorism and we need to think about them that way so that we can uh, stop the radicalization of a lot of these isolated young men.
0: Let's talk about Elliot Roger because he seems to have been almost the commander that um, the accused Alec Manassas would have looked up to because in his Facebook, uh, he had put a post up in part saying, The incel rebellion has begun. We will overthrow the Chads and Stacys. All hail the supreme gentleman, Elliot Roger." Clearly, it looks as if he looked up to him and wanted to carry out and maybe honor uh, Roger, uh, Elliot Roger and and now seems to have surpassed him, killing more people. You know,
1: it, when you look at their online discussions, Elliot Roger is often a figure that comes up. But they talk about him in this kind of joking way through memes. He, they talk about him as the supreme gentleman, which is um, an almost ironic and, and ridiculous term, and it's meant to be that. But at the same time, um, there is a kind of uh, admiration for what he did. Elliot Roger, if you remember, had a manifesto yeah. in which he talked about um, why he was doing this and that it was because of, of the intense hatred of women uh, that he held and because of his you know, sexual frustration, which he blamed on women and on feminism. And so that has really become this kind of jumping off point for a lot of these other uh, young men involved in the kind of incel subculture, um, you know, at, to what point is it that they, they, uh, seriously, uh, kind of admire him to what point is it a joke is always kind of the question. But for some of them, it's clear that they really do, uh, believe in this kind of violence that they really, uh, uh do want to see it take place in the real world. And, uh, for Mr. Manassian, uh, It appears that that may have been the case.
0: Right. And if you go into the chat rooms, and I'm sure you have been looking, uh, already the chatter is that Alec Manassan. I mean, he is looked at uh, as a hero.
1: Absolutely. And they're talking about various other kinds of attacks, Um, you know, whether acid attacks or, or mass rapes. Of course, this is the kind of thing they talk about all of the time, so that's not new, you know. Um, it's, it's very difficult to differentiate when they're being serious and when they're not. But what I think we can take away from that is that they really do kind of egg each other on right. and radicalize each other. That there's nobody walking them back from the brink. That uh, in, in a lot of ways, they try and, and push each other to do something in the real, real world, to actually go out and hurt people. Um, And and we're seeing that play out again and again and again.
0: Right. But no one seems to take it seriously. I mean, if Elliot Rodger, I mean, he obviously killed himself, but that should have put this on the map. And yet the incel rebellion has relatively stayed underground because the mainstream is just now starting to learn about it. So why has it been able to kind of fester underground and why hasn't law enforcement taken it more seriously?
1: It's been able, I think, to fester underground in the same way that other parts of the alt-right uh, that we've in the last few years become more familiar with have been able to fester underground. Because their language is kind of ironic and kind of joking, because we just see them as, as you know, young men who Living are... Living in their basement, we kind of
0: laugh it off, yeah.
1: Exactly. Um, but, you know, it's clear that some of them are, are definitely uh, dangerous. Uh, when it comes to the question of law enforcement, you know, that's, that's not really something um, that I think we've gotten any indication of. We, we do know in general that law enforcement and, and anti-terrorism efforts have really uh, been oriented uh, towards, say, extremist Muslims and haven't taken as seriously in general uh, extremism on either amongst white supremacists or amongst misogynists like this that's just the way that it's been both in in canada and america in the last little while so i think we do have legitimate questions of whether or not this was on the radar whether or not uh this is taken seriously what kind of efforts or law enforcement uh, undertaking to not only stop this, but to, to de-radicalize these guys. Yeah, There's a lot of them out there. There's a lot of sympathizers in every Canadian city. I can almost guarantee that. And, you know, what are we doing to make sure uh, that this doesn't happen
0: again? Because they do like to take credit. They will go into a mass casualty uh, uh, and kind of put their stamp on it. Uh, which they will do with this again. But the question is, um, you know, will there be copycats, those who look up to Manassian and say, I'm going to do even better than him? Or is this a time when law enforcement will finally go in and either, you know, change the laws and include them in a terror group um, or start stamping them out?
1: Yeah, I, I don't know if we can include them in a terror group because they're not organized in the way that we think of other terrorist groups. Uh, are, you know, maybe the law isn't necessarily the, you know, it's, it's, the law is kind of a hammer, right? It's, it's a really blunt instrument. Maybe that's not necessarily what we have to do, but we certainly have to, I think, bring these subcultures to light, mm-hmm. because when we allow them to exist on these dark corners of the Internet, they just feed off of themselves and, and become more and more radicalized. I think that's the lesson that we should take away from sort of what we've seen with the alt-right more broadly over the last few years. A lot of the time, we didn't take that seriously, and it wasn't really until Charlottesville, when we saw them in the streets, and when we realized that these are real people, and they really believe this, that people started to take that seriously. And when there have been real gains made in the last year uh, against a lot of those figures. I think a similar approach needs to be taken when you're looking at these kind of more misogynist-oriented folks on on the alt-right within that broader umbrella, uh, it needs to be taken just as seriously.
0: Yeah, I, I agree. It was a, It's a harsh wake-up call, but I think we just got it. Thank you so much. We'll have you on again. Yeah, thank you for having me. Arshiman, uh, you can read, of course, he'll be writing probably a lot about this in the next couple of weeks. I'm Alex Pearson. This is On Point here on Global News Radio.